0: One of my favorite people, Ryan Majoski. i am I say yeah, Ryan?
1: I'm- I was nearly going to stop you. I was like, stop me the phone. Jake Majoski. Starting off, what did you do? I met Chris backstage. One day I started editing footage together to one of his songs. He looked at it and just goes, you're going to direct it. I'm going to make a call the record label today. I was shitting myself. I'm like, holy crap, what? I feel like the art form of music videos is dead. Nobody watches them. Yeah, I agree. I think that they're not as great as what they used to be. Speaking of AI, has it done anything to you? in your industry i feel like there's
2: always going to be a need for those really like amazing people that would like you what you guys do
0: that's the way i would like to think but i know for a fact that a company or a studio would sacrifice quality if it means a chunk is gone okay we're back that's it Finally we're back and hopefully we don't run away again. Oh well we did run away. Some bad shit happened. Yeah. You're gonna bleep that out, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Some bad stuff happened health wise, but thankfully we're better now and we're better than ever now. Training every day. Yeah, getting like those steps in. Getting steps. While everyone's 10, on the grind. Ten thousand steps and I guess does twenty thousand steps. You'll meet him soon, <laughs> and yeah, let's introduce him, Ryan Myoski. I got that right, right?
1: Yeah, you did. Ryan. Awesome.
0: One of my favorite people from America, even though he's not American, and he's a very talented filmmaker, uh, director, writer, and all things Batman collector. Yes, Ryan, I take love,
1: it away. I love Batman. Yeah, that you love Batman favorite. way too yeah. much. If Wait, I'm, I'm confused, myself. you're saying Ryan. Oh, Why am I saying yeah, Ryan? Yeah, I, was gonna nearly, to I was nearly, I was nearly yeah. going to stop you. I was like, I don't what know. Was, like, wait, yeah, it, we're
2: going to have to stop that again. I was, to I was start, looking now. at Jacob. And me, and Jacob, like, stop uh, me. The, stop <laughs> me. The stop I didn't notice. I was. Just we like leave that go.
3: in. We don't take those. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like <laughs> we wait a minute. <laughs> hey, every time I do a mistake, we leave it in. We're leaving that nah, in.
0: We were talking about Ryan before. We yeah. were, yeah. <laughs> and so
3: you got, right. got the residuals of
1: residuals. I'm like, did,
0: do I have the wrong name? I'm, like, I'm
1: thinking, <laughs> like, did
0: they introduce me
1: wrong to him? Yeah, we just we stitched you up at the beginning. <laughs>
0: All, right. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it to Daniel. You introduce.
1: Jake Majoski. <laughs> hey, you hey, got a yeah. big fella. Hey, go. hey, I hey. got
0: the surname right, and I'm like, to- I'm, <laughs> talking, <laughs> to him, I'm yeah, talking to him. I'm not like saying Ryan for some reason because I'm thinking about Ryan. Yeah,
1: thinking yeah. about the
0: surname
3: too much. That's yeah. Why. Well, yeah.
2: yeah, welcome, Jake. It's nice to have you on. <laughs> yeah, thanks, uh, it's guys. awesome to see you in Australia. you welcome. Uh, I mean, the last time we saw, he was back in the states, which was months back. That was it's been. Yeah. It feels like it's been a year, at I least yeah. a year. Yeah. I think
1: it has to be probably more than a it's, year. It's
0: been so long. Yeah, it's like someone forgets his name. or something. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got the hardest part right. Yeah, I know. But then you got the easiest part, Jake. To be, d- no, it's all good, bro. That's all right. Yeah, it's good to be oh, you guys. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, to be on here with with everyone and, and have a chat and finally see the awesome room that you guys have built for the pod it's it's amazing it's turned out Appreciate all
3: right it's turned out good
0: uh, when we build the secondary area as i was telling you before the podcast yep. started running um yeah the the shed is gonna look way that. more than this so we're gonna build it to like right now we're just adding shit yeah but that one would be catered to the actual stream so we can okay so we can have that like out of focus
2: yeah, it'll be
3: bigger as well.
2: Yeah, over time, we're going to be upgrading the room to a new area. Okay. Uh, and, you know, if you're ever back in Australia, we'd love to have you back on, of course. Yeah, uh, of course. Like, yeah, that yeah. uh, what, bring, what brings you to Australia?
1: Just visiting um, family this time, bro. Um, yeah, being end of year, Christmas time. Um, I try and spend one Christmas here, one Christmas back in the US with my wife's family. So yeah, this, get, yeah. this happened to be. The uh, the Australian Christmas, so um, yeah, which is great for myself and my wife. We love Aussie Christmas being summer, not that it's cold in LA by any means, all time of the year. But um, it's good good to come back and have the hot the hot Aussie Christmas and be around the pool and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Too hot though. Yeah, oh, bro. Yeah. I mean, look. Oh, sometimes sometimes it's raining it's all day. It's fluctuating so yeah, much. But. Yeah. Where my family's from in Newcastle, it was forty three when I got home the other day, and in la it was 22 or something like that and we're just like holy crap was well, so it
3: humid wind as well is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it was real it was yeah, like you walk outside double and you feel trouble like, yeah. yeah
1: you feel like you got hit in the face with a pillow yeah, it's just like it's holy the, worst crap. Thing, yeah. the worst.
0: Like when i was in america um recently this they get so confused that it's summer here yeah christmas like so confused it's like that I, it doesn't make absolutely any sense yeah. It's like, how is it? How do you get snow? I'm like, <laughs> we don't. We
1: don't. Yeah. I've
2: literally <laughs> never
0: <laughs> seen snow.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, That's one thing I want to experience. Yeah. yeah you gotta got to go to the mountains seen. to see yeah. that. Yeah. I just tell them it's flipped. Every time it's winter, it's summer. Every That's time it's summer, it it's, it's, it's winter. It's the opposite. It's yeah. Complete, yeah. Yeah. Opposite side of the road, opposite weather. Yeah. It's all pretty relative for them.
0: But the thing is, it's like, you're not originally from Melbourne, so what do you do no. in Melbourne? Like, you just love Melbourne,
1: or yeah, I mean, look, my family's an AFL family, yeah. so in Newcastle it's all rugby league. So we always gravator gravitated towards Melbourne, and I just love Melbourne as a city, and I love Victoria. So um, a lot of my family grew up in Wagga, which is like you know the Riverina area, so it's close to Victoria. So I guess we just kind of gravitate towards it. We love the food, the coffee you know all the stuff yeah. that melbourne people talk about it's you always a coffee, <laughs> the coffee. Yeah, yeah it is <laughs> like and and I, I know a lot of people talk talk about it but it genuinely is better than new south wales and i mean the broader rest of the country and yeah. I, I don't know what that is still trying to figure it out it's a mystery but um
0: would you say melbourne's better than sydney
1: yep 100 percent controversial yeah, even a, though I, yeah. a I did, person
0: from the outside looking in, guys. Yeah. So it just it's, it's like confirmed. <laughs> yeah. And
1: I did live in Sydney for three years before I moved yeah, to the yeah. US, so I have somewhat Melbourne. of an educated experience, a little bit there. But yeah, it's I don't know, man. I just I just feel like it's um, like I was talking we were talking about before. It's like a quieter New York. Like yeah. I just I, I, I like the I just like Melbourne. That's it's Melbourne. Just something that, about that's it. That's how
0: I describe. Yeah, so like to Americans, like when I'm there, it's like yeah. if they. Want a description of Melbourne? Yeah, I tell them it's like it's a nice day in New York. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. exactly, hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good place. We try and come here every trip, at least a few days, just yeah. to relax and you know do all the stuff. So yeah, it's good.
0: Also, we have like katek here that you're going to try out after this podcast. You
2: yeah. oh, so
1: taking him to cutting? He's going oh, to take him to Kutek. man! Yeah, I've been on the hunt, bro, for <laughs> Dude, something. He wants a kebab. You he wants it a good is, kebab. It is an amazing. It's place a good price, to go to. and you get I highly a decent. Do they have? Do <laughs> they do HSPs as well? No, they, they don't.
0: The they're, they're traditional. Okay, so, so they've they've that's why the kebabs are so good. Okay, award winning. Okay,
2: HSPs are amazing, but there's no HSP that's top tier kebabs. Ooh. So it's, yeah. up, it's it's up it's okay. Really
1: okay. sweet. That's good.
0: Don't get him hungry during the pod. Let's just get oh, through sorry. it. I'm <laughs> getting hungry talking about <laughs> yeah, let's it. Let's honestly. get through it, then then okay. we can talk okay. about, you know,
2: getting him well, fed. Uh you are a filmmaker? Correct, yeah. And uh how's that going for you? What got you into it? Like for me for me, I am slowly diving into that scene but more on the uh content creation side of social media. Yep. And uh, I love what you do and the things that i've seen and we've talked about it's like really inspiring to see and i just i was wondering uh i guess if what are some tips you would give to somebody starting off what did you do and yeah like how's that going with you career wise
1: awesome bro um well first of all too i love the the growth that i've saw in your work as well because i've seen that on on social media um over the last Yeah. yeah over the last you know 12 to 18 months i've seen you know your love for filmmaking blossom into your content creation. So good stuff, bro. You're doing a great job. You're on the right track for sure. Um, Yeah. I I don't know where it started for me. I don't know if I could pinpoint a time, but I grew up on a farm. So I was always, um, I was always in my bedroom watching movies. So I guess that was, you know, it's like the Tarantino film school. I just was always watching movies and loving movies and loving pictures in general. Um, I then went to, eventually went to uni and I was studying media and communications at Newcastle university. So, um, did that and I did a little bit of documentary stuff there, um, whilst I was there and and learnt sort of the basics of photography. Um, I started doing all that, all that stuff there for a couple of years. I went halfway through my degree. I didn't actually finish, um, because I was working as an intern for a touring company in Sydney called Jive Live and they eventually, um, they, they put me on a tour, they'll bring out Chris Brown to Australia in 20, end of 2010, I think it was, um, and they put me on the tour as like an intern, I was going to help do meet and greets, and da, da, da. it didn't actually have anything to do with photography at all, so yeah. I I just was there, you know, whatever, doing the, doing the meet and greets and helping things work out backstage, and so I met Chris backstage, and I don't get starstruck either, so I guess that was a, a good thing, and we just started chatting, and I ended up having a lot of the same interests and the same like common love of you know just different cartoons of different movies, and we kind of were the same person, yeah. but across like you know like different cultural continents and whatever. So um, at that at that point in time, he said, "What do you do for for work?" And or call. Uh, I said, "I'm in college, um, and I'm studying photography to do." And he said, "Well, do you want to come on tour and take photos of me around Australia during this tour?" And I was like, "Holy crap!" Really? He's yeah. like, yeah, dude. So <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's which so is strange. which was like right yeah. place, right time, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. So I um I went I went around Australia, did that tour. Um, I then went back back to uni. I was there for a few months, and then um his manager and his auntie called me and said that they wanted me to come on a world tour. So I had then went to college to the course coordinator and said, Hey, I got this opportunity to do this. Um, you know, what do you think? And then she just goes, Well, if you don't leave, you're an idiot. She's (laughs) like, you're never going to get this opportunity again. So I eventually was like, okay, cool. So I I left uni, went on a world tour. And then I think since then, you know, up until this point, I I think we were on like six world tours and, you know, it was nearly 13 years of my life. Um, I was Chris's, I was his personal photographer for about seven or eight years of that. Um, doing all of his social media as well, basically running his creative empire with him, which was great. Um, Learned, you know, amazing things um, sort of in the shadows of all all the stuff um, happening, like music videos and all that kind of stuff. I was the, you know, unit photographer for those music videos for his documentary. So I was kind of in the wings waiting to sort of have my opportunity to, to tell my own stories, I guess, yeah. as well. Yeah. So I was capturing his content, but we always had such a really big, strong, like kindred... Connection with with movies, like very specifically movies, and almost become telepathic with things we could, would consume. Like I'd send me the Matrix trailer, or da da da, and we'd just be like, "Oh, this is you know da da da." And we we were very tapped in yeah. that way. Um, so that that was what I did for all that time. And then a few years um, up until about twenty twenty one, I I was just editing footage or whatever. Um, and this speaks to the transition to being a director with with Chris um I was editing some footage together from from a new song that he had for his new album so as part of being as creative in his creative team I would have a drop a, a box link which would have all of his music that he records every night so I could listen to it and sort of you know download it mentally and when it would come to the album time we'd have a discussion about hey this is this is probably right for the album or whatever go through all the tracks and stuff um so that was part of my job as a creative director. So I creative directed two two of Chris's albums with him. Um, and I did the photography for two of those as well. Um, which was a cool experience. Um, so I downloaded the music and one day I started editing footage together from just movies to one of his songs. And I showed him the next day and I said, Hey dude, this would be cool if we did a video like this. And it was just me genuinely showing him this footage. I was like, this is cool. And he just, he looked at it and didn't say anything. And he was at his, at his table and he's just watching it and at the end he just goes you're going to direct it i'm going to make a call to the record label today and i was like i was just i was shitting myself i'm like holy crap like what like i so i went home and then yeah the the they called me and they said all right you, you need to send us a treatment you need to send this da, da, da. so did all of that and then it ended up being this it, it was end up being a seven minute um short film that was you know it was set in the 1920s and it was like a gangster themed short for chris and there was a lot of act. and that was one thing i wanted to bring up with him too i was like i wanted to push him as an artist in terms of you know his his acting and his storytelling because a lot of the music videos in the in the um the urban world you know there's there's not of there's not a lot of um substance from a narrative perspective It seemed like there's a lot of you know there is some artists like the weekend and things like that that have and and drake that have good directors and good stories but i just wanted to focus more on sort of the long form storytelling content um so we did that video it was awesome um the record label loved it um and then we did a couple other videos with him as well so um that was sort of how i got my start i guess it's a long way of saying that but, but it was how i got my start in doing what i was doing um and yeah just kind of falling forward into it and i guess back to your original question what you said is do you have any advice i guess my biggest my biggest advice i could give is i just would constantly try and learn every day and try and just act because the problem is I i find with a lot of artists is we get crippled by not doing stuff like we'll sit there and open up a page and not do anything metaphorically or actually doing that if you're an artist or whatever it is but i just found that i had to like i never was taught in photography properly i just was shooting And just taking pictures, yeah, Yeah, just over time. So um, I think that's the biggest thing is to just continuously produce stuff and just make stuff, even if no one gives you money, if no one does this. I mean, a lot of people say that, and it is true. If you just keep making things, regardless of whether you think they're good or not, it doesn't really matter. You just have to keep producing stuff and learning. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
2: that's what I was going to like. uh, I guess dive into because I'm sort of at that stage now, where. You know, I started the photography, which I enjoyed, but I always felt like there was something missing because I always loved the idea of storytelling. Yeah. And over time, I moved more into video content Mm -hmm. and videography and I'm loving it. And at the moment, I've really been wanting to do um, more so, like I love traveling and hiking and all that. So, I I wanted to dive into travel content and telling a story. Yeah. And it came to the point where, okay, I need to start learning how to script Yep. Because that's that for me when I have an idea in my head I kind of construct the video yep in like my mind without putting anything pen to paper and then just start the yep. recording put things together yep and then I noticed that scripting's really difficult starting off I it is. I would bring uh you know I bring a booklet or a book and I put it down and I start writing and I just procrastinate so much and I'm like even I'll, I'll leave it And I keep putting it off and it's like you're saying you just I just needed the word, and, yeah.
1: Because uh, it won't it won't get any easier. It's always yeah. gonna be that same, like you know, you've you've got the the, the mental block, or you know, you're, you're having a slow day, and you're trying to really tap into your creative side. It's not gonna ever. You just have to. it sucks, like, you have to kind of force yourself to be like, right, let's go. You just have to keep producing stuff over mm-hmm. time. And like when I started writing scripts, I didn't know how to write at all. I wasn't yeah. ne- same deal. I was never taught. I just ended up YouTubing, buying, you know, Save the Cat book which is it's a good it's a good book to read um if you're um if you're into want to start writing screenplays as well it's called save the cat um it's a good framework for that um and there's plenty of other books as well but realistically you just need to just look up i guess the the frameworks of screenwriting and then just apply it and a lot of the things i did too is i actually downloaded scripts from other movies and i would look at it and 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 just kind of be like, all right, that's how it's structured. This is how I can structure it yeah. as well. So it's kind of mirror imaging it and, and kind of, yeah, that like reverse engineering it basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, it, that's a good way to do it. It,
2: it gets me really like excited because uh, like I said, I'm at that stage. So you're talking about is kind of where yeah. I am at and yeah. also see myself sort of going, I love it. Like yeah, this is great. something I really want to get into. So yeah. uh, it's, it's really nice to, I guess... Uh, know that I'm somewhat taking what can be considered the right steps, yeah. and although it is different for everyone, it is, yeah, yeah. But uh, going
0: back to his point, it's like yeah. also being, being present. Yeah, like that's a very important aspect, Big especially time. in our industry. Yeah, like sure, you get some people get found online. Sure, so you get a break by a random email. Someone saw your work, but yep. you being in certain places, you put yourself in, like. Stepping out of your comfort zone, obviously, totally. is what gets you into these high, highly sought spots. Yeah, yeah, and it that's does. what people need to do. I found that out not like it's been a couple of years now, but not too long ago. Not over my whole course of my career, I was too afraid to leave my comfort zone, and yeah. I was getting places, but I couldn't get to the the actual places I wanted to be until. I stepped out of that zone. Yeah, you know, started traveling to the states. You know, went to LA, went to New York, yeah. meeting the people that I needed to meet. There's a lot of people that don't do that. That they just like they're content with their content, basically. For sure, what, what they're doing.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think one of the biggest things for myself is when I when I finally um, sort of went and did my own thing after Chris. I was I was crippled for at least two years like I was still making stuff but I was I had an identity crisis like I didn't know who I was or what I was supposed to do or what I was supposed to say or what I was supposed to share so I just kept making stuff like it was almost like I was exercising demons I was just writing scripts like I think in that first 12 months I wrote three feature films and like four short films because I was just I was like I've got to keep getting stuff out and just keep it was almost like a survival mentality I was like if I don't do it but then like you said like i i got burnt out and then i would sit there and and not want to go and talk to people and but th- the end of the day you have to you have to share and and you know be proud of the work that you're that you're making like because at the end of the day like we could write the best script or make the best art and if no one sees it then it's just sitting there with you like you yeah, need to be able to find the balance yeah you got to ch- find the balance
2: for, yeah, the the balance the for sure so yeah yeah it's yeah. hard i feel that's what well, uh, i'm so, uh, slowly coming to understand that uh you know if the world the way the world is now there's a lot of short-form content and people's attention spans seem to be a lot uh i guess what would be uh, less yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. so for so sure. with if you're trying to be someone who's doing content you need to be the person to like you have to enjoy your own work yeah and leave it at that and if people love it too that's awesome if not I mean, you can't can't sit on it too much. I mean, you
0: can cater to your audience, but don't sacrifice what made you to to cater to the audience. Because your fan base liked you and became a fan of yours for what you do. Mm -hmm. And now that you're getting new people that are like, their attention span is much less. It's like, are you going to change your narrative because just to make them happy, that, that kind of ruins your happiness for making something. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people have been doing that. Yeah. like That's why I wanted to bring up, like you brought that up, uh, and you've done music videos before. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like the, the art form of music videos is dead because I personally, I used to love watching music videos. And to tell you the truth, to be completely honest, I haven't watched a full music video in maybe... 11 years now. Right. I have not watched it. Yeah. So I don't know how these music video awards different. are happening. It's a lot more different nowadays. It's just nobody watches them. It's like you're on TikTok and you want to hear a 15 to 30 second song. Yeah. And that's all it is. And if you listen to the majority of the songs that are on TikTok that are 30 second bangers, yeah. after the 30 seconds, the song's like not great. It's yeah. like just that part of the song is good.
1: It's like... Yeah. Even even I remember... Um, when I was doing the music videos with Chris, I remember that the record label would always be so focused on short form content. Like even a few years ago, they were still like, yeah, but we need cl- short form. And blah, blah, blah. So they're already going towards that, that yeah. route. But they know that an artist as big as him, even if they spend a certain amount of money on a music video, they're going to get it back from streaming and they're going to get it back from their YouTube views and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So they're not really concerned about the revenue. But if you're a smaller artist, it's so hard to get a fully... You know, fully formed music video out there if that's what you wanted to do. But I think, from my perspective, when I when I did the the when I directed that music video that I did, I was um, I think I was shown that m- honestly, my uh, path was not to be in music videos. It was to be in feature films because mm. my f- my content was becoming longer and my storytelling was longer, and I couldn't I couldn't condense it into a smaller video. And like it, like it was. You know, it was it was a little cinematic touch of what I, you know, wanted to achieve in the future. So that's it's a good thing. It was almost like I fell I, I fell forward a little bit, you know, which yeah. is it was nice. But um but yeah, I agree. I think that the the quality of, of music videos if if they're out now, they're not as great as what they used to be. There's not much story there and, and it's more it's more content driven. It's more visual stuff now then.
0: Yeah, even, even so. if it is visual stuff, like even like you watch a Taylor Swift music video the ones they spend like millions and millions of dollars on just even for narrative and stuff it's just there's no i don't have like the the drive to watch it like i don't i don't there's no like it's like a couple minutes would
2: you say it's it's like there's a disconnect with the audience compared to what it used to be like
0: i think uh, for me in general i would just rather listen to the song while doing something else yeah i don't want to you I don't want to. Because you know when you watch like a a trailer or something, you're yeah. watching it, anticipating to get to somewhere. I'm gonna go watch this movie. Yeah. It's bringing you to something. Yeah. The music video is kind of it's meant to be like a a story within yeah. a, within a frame yeah. of the music, and, and it's like after you finish this music video, like you you remember the songs back in the days, like California Love by Tupac. Yeah. yeah. You watch that. The whole narrative is built. You enjoy it, and it's yeah. finished. Yeah. I don't get that feeling anymore from Gangster from us
3: as well, same thing. Was
0: yeah, you too? don't get like that yeah. feeling from even whatever it is. Yeah. It's like maybe there's dime a dozen out there like that would do that for me. But because there's been so many that have put me off music videos, I just haven't been watching music videos. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't hear people talking like when when is the last time you saw someone share it like you guys gotta check this music video out? Yeah.
2: It's like you it's don't not, see it. It's not often yeah. no.
3: I can't say the same, but <laughs> yeah, I've got da- Daniel
2: always... M with NF. Yeah, NF, It'd be like, uh, Drake as well. Oh, no, I like, yeah, I, not, I like the not visuals not very, personally. It's not common <laughs> these days, yeah. It's not. Really I like common. the visuals personally. Yeah. it's
1: personal preference, I guess. But yeah, it's an it's a visual accompaniment to the song. Like that's why I like. John Landis when he directed Thriller with Michael Jackson. Yeah, like, see,
3: that was a good... Music yeah, video. like, th- yeah. Th- those
1: that's, are the sort of... That's got rewatch value. Exactly, bro. Like, those stand the test of time. And those are the sort of stories, like Smooth Criminal in The Warehouse with Deline. Mm. Like, all those stories, they're, they're the kinds of emotions that I wanted to invoke as a director to the audience when yeah. you see music videos like that. Like, that's why when I did the music video that I did, I was like, it needs to have that wow, we're going into a world. Yeah. Like, whereas a lot of them, it's just like here's a camera and like go like it's not you know and, and that's the thing is like you, you you almost want to create that um the audience is in a cinema at home and they forget where they are because yeah, if yeah. you can get that feeling on a phone or even yeah. on tv or whatever then then you've succeeded but if you got someone looking at it and go oh, whatever and they throw it to the side then of course yeah. it's just another video this
0: whole pull away from music videos is kind of what inspired me for frequency yeah like frequency like certain aspects of the movie it's kind of going to be like when it becomes a fight scene, or when it becomes like a, a, a an action scene, that is gonna be a music video in itself. Like when you got two of the genres fighting each other, mm-hmm. that's gonna be a music video. Yep. And all the music videos in that, I want it to be kind of like you know that show Love Death Robots? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically every every animation is a different director yeah. or a different take. Or like different, an anthology series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A different and, sto- and a different style. Different yeah. storyteller, different style. That's kind of what I wanted to bring to the table because it showcases artists. It showcases musicians. It showcases storytelling. And it brings back the love for music videos within the film genre that where it has a narrative. Yeah. And, yeah. and every single clip has a different narrative. Yeah. And that's kind of what... I want to bring to the table to bring back my love of music videos because I used to love like watching MTV and stuff and when you're watching music television and stuff yeah, and now it's just not it's just not there it's anymore not the same,
3: it's not yeah. yeah you're right about that yeah it's it's hard I
0: don't think it ruins the song though no no the songs are dope yeah. like the songs it's just a I, bonus I love, I love music bonus, I, ca- even... I cannot work without music like yeah like, I, yeah. like I, I go on my computer and if there's no music i can literally hear my heartbeat and i'm like yeah what the, yeah. What the hell is that breathing and heartbeat it's <laughs> like i don't want to hear that shit just put music on yeah. i know yeah. yeah
1: it's so yeah it's so powerful storytelling and it's just and like you said it needs to be brought back in a kind of way that helps like you know build that nostalgia again but still just allow people to connect to it but it is so hard with the short form content not that the short form content is bad because that's storytelling in itself as well but it's yeah. it's Yeah. I just feel like it's like how all the guys say like, we need to go back to the movies. Like we need to have that feeling happen again where people feel like they can escape and watch something. And because that was one thing when I was a kid is like, I felt like I'd almost lucid dream every night when I would watch movies. I'd be like, oh, imagine if I was like in that movie, like not necessarily as an actor, but like if I was... In the world Like it was like The last action hero movie With Arnold Schwarzenegger Like if I was in the world Like what could I do Or where could I go So that's kind of like Mm -hmm. The scope where I think You know So it's that kind of thing as well It's frequencies Building the world You know So
0: I I always think like you As well Mm. It's like When I watch a movie I go beyond Just watching the movie Yeah I I always wonder what happens Like I even made a concept Called like After the credits Like what happens Yeah After the credits Yeah Like you watch a Rachel McAdams movie like the movie about time yeah they're happy at the end yeah. and all that stuff what happens after the movie do they get divorced what yeah. like does he leave her is she single what's happened? yeah
1: no <laughs> they're not
0: specific things <laughs> it even goes back to like
1: again like the multiverse thing like yeah. it, are these people living a, a life that we don't know about for 30 40 years and yeah. you revisit them that's why it's cool like when the matrix was coming out again yeah. and like i have it tattooed on my arm it's one, my favorite movie of all time yeah. When I saw that come out I was like wow I get to see Neo again like I get yeah. to feel like I'm in his world and yeah. and I, it, it's that it's the connection to that you know it's it, so and I don't know. And
0: when we got as as creatives and you as a filmmaker when you get introduced to that multiverse world and stuff you start thinking like out the box like you yeah. watch, you watch a movie with Keanu Reeves or say Ben Stiller in it and in that movie he crosses over into the world of his another movie of his like yeah. is it a multiverse is every acting job he does like a universe that he's in yeah it's like it's a cool thing to think it's about cool and that's why i so. love doing mashups There's and stuff because it brings in, in yeah totally
3: yeah. 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 yeah i love it the way they do the easter eggs for those certain things are the best yeah like uh, the I, I love when
0: like who does that a lot adam Sandler does that a lot he does he makes he, he he yeah. and matches his movies
1: he does yeah, yeah. and puts and um Puts Rob Schneider in a bunch of roles that are yeah. similar, or you know, is it part I, of the same I, I think world? they
0: had beef recently. That's why he hasn't been in much of his really? movies. Yeah, I think they had beef, uh, oh. but but now it's like sorted. I think over the years there was like a couple of years where really he hasn't been yeah. in his movies. If you notice, okay, yeah. But I love that he brings his friends in. Like yeah, I've that always, is great. I've yeah, always wanted too. to be that guy. That too. Like you yeah. know, when you raise like yeah your friends up with you. Yeah, of I've course. Always, that's what I love about Adam Sandler. He, yeah, he. Brings all his friends His wife's in his, all his movies Yeah His kids are in his movies Yeah It's like That's what you want to be If you're like that high up Yeah true You yeah. do
1: Yeah I, I loved his movies when I was a kid I loved Um, I actually love Click a lot Yeah Click was Click. One of We, we just watched that recently Yeah, yeah. One I keep of Such best. a heavy that, movie you just, too. Yeah, just,
0: yeah that, that father scene just always, I need to re that
2: yeah. I watched it Years always back hits. It yeah. really When he's cool. in the always. rain on the yeah. ground Yeah oh. Yeah,
3: it's always it, hits
0: that. Uh, the yeah. the part where his dad, where he rewinds his dad in the last visit. Yeah, that part just kills me. Yeah, every it's, time.
1: yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a mess every time I watch that movie. But yeah. again, that that all correlates to the same thing, like nostalgia and yeah, making sure you're yeah storytelling yeah. and you enjoy the moments and what if and what could happen if you reverse the the it's time. You know, like yeah, it know, like, think it's, yeah.
0: it's a, that's that's like that's Mixed what, what that's emotions, what makes that's a what powerful want. movie. That's yeah, what makes a powerful movie? Like I just mentioned it before about time. Yeah, have you watched about time?
1: Yeah, the one with um, what, what's his name? The other it's guy. His
0: his name. Red hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. The British dude. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so that movie, like the concept of it, at the end by the end, yep. it's like he doesn't time travel because life means more. Means more. Yep. And it's like that's like a heavy message. Because yeah, it is. Why would you change if everything's perfect? Yeah. And that's like that. That pushes a good message mm-hmm. around, and I love movies like that. And when you watch a movie like that, that's kind of the breath of fresh air i'm talking about when i bring up the music video theory yeah the, the one i was talking yeah. about before yeah when you watch a movie like that it's like you feel like you're satisfied after you finish watching it yeah like it doesn't need anything else yeah and that's the the stuff i love and to it's
3: see so many mixed emotions you get your happiness you get your sadness you get your su- surprises all that and stuff. it teaches what? you
0: like if it's a, a journey, movie, if a movie teaches you that's like yeah that's yeah. a Big thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think one of for me, one of the, the first movies that I saw that really made me think when I left the cinema was actually Inception with the the spinning top. Yeah. So like yeah, that Inception's so good. I just watched that recently. Such a good time. movie, They're bro. Amazing. Like it, it like so Nolan's one of my favourite directors, um, as he is for a lot of people, mm-hmm. because yeah. of the the fact that the The idea is that when you leave the cinema, you want someone to feel like they've been in an experience and they've 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 been in there and gone, wow! I can ask questions. I can, you know, what happened? Did that happen? And like again, genuinely forgetting that you're sitting in a seat and yeah. you're you're escaping to another world. That's the idea, it's, right? It, that's it's, like
3: Interstellar as well. Same yeah,
1: thing. same deal. Same, yeah. you know, same. And my one of my other favorite directors is David Fincher. So it's Fincher's the same. Like he has a lot of psychological like twists in his movies where you're just like wait what how yeah. when it all unraveled and you know you that that's the sort of stuff i gravitate towards because i love comedies mm-hmm. as well but i sort of gravitate towards those because it really i like having like mental challenges with that sort of stuff and really coming up i guess it comes up with that it it, it it's the storytelling and like like you said after the credits like what could happen next you yeah. know like i don't really I-, I want it to be able to to give me sort of imagination and the ability to play with ideas. So, yeah. he does could, that
3: make you think as well? Plot twists, all that
1: stuff. Yeah. Crazy.
0: He created the recent movie, Killer, right?
1: Uh, no, that's Scorsese.
0: No, no, The Killer. Oh, yeah, The Killer. Sorry, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. He did, it? It, yeah. Yeah, with I did watch it, yeah.
1: Uh, it was it was good from yeah, my perspective. Yeah. I just, it, yeah, I don't know. I
0: wanted more from it. Yeah, but I, I wanted I, more. I think it was good. Yeah. I, like, I, it's like, I look at it from an art perspective. Yeah. And an artsy movie Yeah And I liked it It's kind of like an It didn't have that much action But it's kind of like yeah. I like the whole narrative Of him not speaking Yeah And him describing How he feels During the whole thing Yeah it I makes you, it It makes you feel like you're him Yeah that's what I loved about it. Total,
1: yeah. I, I felt immersed in it for sure. Yeah, yeah it was what it, I think. The hard thing for me is I have so many other favorite Fincher films yeah. that it's always that comparison to that, which yeah. is it's tough. But yeah, as soon as you start it, you know it's his movie. Yeah. You can just by the composition and and how things are lit and like yeah. even small things. Like I watch the behind the scenes and like you know he'll when he's shooting through that window. Like after he spoiler alert after he misses a shot um, in the beginning there when he shoots across. After that, I don't know if you noticed, but the camera then goes to handheld. And so it's all shaky. And before that, it was all on steady or it was on sticks. Yeah. Um, so he was calm and collected. But as soon as things went wrong, he was, yeah, he was shaky like, yeah. and his world was falling apart. So. And
0: also, I would like to point out the fight scene. Yes. The fight scene at the yep. uh, with the guy with the dog. Yep, that that fight was. scene was just like next level. Yeah, That's it was. Like, it was like Daredevil um, corridor scene. Yeah. Even, even more like it felt more impactful than that because every every hit that was happening looked yeah,
1: real. It did. Yeah. And I remember watching um, the behind the scenes again. He was saying that like the sound design for that section was so important. He was like, I need you to make sure that all the thuds are like super hard, super heavy. Yeah. And like they were putting... Um, pads under floorboards like loose floorboards that were obviously you know stage floorboards They mm. weren't real ones but they were putting pads so that when the the guy was slamming fassbender's stunt double or yeah. fassbender however you look at it um it was really smashing him into the floor and you know like that was the impact that he said he was yeah. going for so um, yeah.
0: when i when i done my review on it, i'm like that fight scene was not a fight scene that was just a fight yeah it was carnage, <laughs> yeah, Straight that, up carnage. that was just like those two guys were legit fighting
1: yeah yeah I like the dog too. The dog was cool. Yeah. To to go in there as well. And the
0: pacing of the movie was good as well. Yeah, I like, agree. Yeah. And, and totally. I didn't know Tilda like I went into the movie not knowing who's in it. Yeah. Besides Fastbender. Yeah. Um so finding out Tilda was in it. That, yeah. was, that was cool. I love Tilda.
1: I like it, yeah, Tilda's great. Yeah. I, I love I loved how again, spoiler alert, we've already mentioned it a couple of times, but um how at the end with Tilda how like his mantra is what is it don't deviate he kept saying that so like in the end it proved that his mantra mantra was true and to not you know let his guard down because tilda had the knife in her hand and she was going to kill him you know so like it was it was good that because at the same time you were thinking as a character like wait maybe he should just put pump the brakes a little bit and maybe he should adapt to do something different but at the same time like he's everything he's done He's done it for a reason, and that was one of the main reasons is yeah. that people are going to backstab you. You know, in that game, that's just how it works. Yeah, I love so. how
0: cold he was. Yeah, like, during the whole movie. Yeah, yeah,
1: he was super cold, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's why you you bring up the director. and I'm like, yeah, just watched it recently. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon either. Actually, I, I, haven't, wanna, I haven't seen. I, I want to see that. All right. Yeah, I
3: had friends that watched that. They said it was a bit slow
1: yeah a lot of people th- said th- it was those
0: slow those movies are th- that that Homer that they're slow movies that's
3: what yeah. i'm saying but the reviews tell me otherwise So i was like oh yeah. i probably should watch it yeah
1: myself. i love scorsese as well he, yeah. i mean he's a, one of the best directors of all time one of my favorite movies from scorsese is shutter island that's that's I one of, i just island. watched that recently yeah. well. yeah. that again, one's amazing like this is a little the little matchstick yeah. Yeah. like from that's shutter it. island like yeah. it's just yeah again it's the same You can clearly see what kind of movies that I'm into is that kind of realm of. Yeah, like crazy
0: thinking. What's going on here? Yeah. It's like like memento, but. Yeah. For movies, slowly. Yeah, yeah. No, basically,
1: (laughs) yeah. It slowly reveals another thing, and then you start thinking
3: that they're the best movies. Yeah, they are.
2: They are. But. Expect the unexpected. What, uh, what was yeah. that film that you guys watched recently? I've only watched parts of it where it was like about the end of the world or something.
0: Ah, um, Leave the World Behind. Yeah. Did you see that? I, I haven't seen it yet. Sure. It's, it's on yet. Netflix, sure. right? Yeah, yeah it's I, on I Netflix. I need to re-watch it because I was yeah, busy. You, got, you it guys, came need, you guys oh, need to watch movie. that movie before. We, it's a, it's a, a film. It's a movie. Okay. You guys need to watch that before we can talk about it. But yeah, it's the type of movie that makes you... I like tomorrow. the timing of these movies like hmm. this one and there's one called civil war that's coming out i
1: did see the poster for that yeah yeah
0: it's like what are they trying to like yeah you watch the movie and you're like
1: what are they trying should to i watch? build a bunker right uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> totally.
0: should i build a bunker and buy all the tissue paper yeah it's like that, that's basically yeah. what it is it's like i i know they're not probably trying to fear monger but it's like yeah you look who directed and helped direct the movie yeah. it's like Ex presidents help. Yeah, and I, I did see that <laughs> yeah.
1: that screen grab of all the Teslas yeah. lined up on the highway, and I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, this is this is a message. So. Then
0: the, the funniest thing after that movie came out, there's, like it's not really a spoiler, but something mm. happens with the Teslas in, okay. in that movie. Yeah, and like two days later, like a million Teslas get what's it called recalled. yeah the Recorded. autopilot. Yep. Like literally, yeah, a day after this movie came out, I'm like Wild. that can't be a coincidence. Come on, yeah, <laughs> come
2: on, yeah.
1: And
0: also, um, there's a part where. In the movie, something happens with a ship. Okay. And in real life, a week later, I don't know if it was promotion, but one of the ships um, no was drifting to shore, like something that's happening in the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is like, this can't be real. Like, <laughs> yeah. This can't be real life. This is not. Like, there has to be a promotion. Yeah. But then that ship crashed. So I don't think it's promotion. <laughs> it's
1: like yeah. the Simpsons in the 90s, how they're predicting everything. They about. literally still do. Yeah. yeah. Like,
3: over the years, they always predicted something. Yeah. It's yeah, not the Simpsons was crazy. Simpsons, we, we, we dive down the, that the rabbit the hole. The Simpsons so not much. Yeah. predicting,
0: man. The Simpsons yeah. doing. They have. They're doing. They <laughs> <are>. <laughs> It's the Illuminati for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has to be.
3: Yeah. They've, they've called too many, too many. Yeah, it's, it's scary. Like, Too
1: much at this. It is scary. That,
0: but that's like all TV. Like I, I know The Simpsons. There was like the whole because there's so many episodes, so many overlaps, so many situations that they put in. Yeah. They're bound to call many things. That's that's their that's their reasoning for it. Yeah. But if you look at old movies and all that sort of stuff, even the movie Metropolis. Yeah. If you watched it. Yeah, of course. That calls out like a lot of things. It does. Like that happens now, and yeah. that's like from what is it? what
1: year was that uh 50 was, was it 50s or? i think it might have been yeah. f- or even 40s or even yeah it's
0: so, so, yeah. so old yeah and yeah that's like all these movies you, you pick it, pick apart like small things from it you find it in this day and age
1: yeah it's crazy bro it's
0: just how heavy your tinfoil is <laughs> <It's> like, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
1: again back to the matrix thing too like where it's like simulation you know yeah, like yeah. all that it's just you like just all this
0: thing like yeah. ai is like popping up now and people are like oh have you watched the movie ai like the back
1: yeah the, the, the steven spielberg steven one spielberg. Yeah.
0: it's like did you not know that there was a movie called ai back then i'm like are you serious yeah <laughs> artificial <laughs> intelligence didn't just come this year I know. i'm know. i just like where are you, where are you? It's like gen z's like just found out about AI. No, yeah but the thing is speaking of ai what has it done anything to you in your industry like anything affecting you
1: um i mean not personally myself um Uh, because i'm not i'm not a i'm not part of the wga as Mm. of yet um so all of the writers i know it was a a, a huge thing for their contracts this year so um i'm not sure what the what the end result was for that but um
0: i think they they put some good rules in place yeah what i'm saying is like not not the union stuff like for you do you ever worry that your job can be done easier or like like, I, I worry about myself. Yeah, of like, course. Like, I'm not, I'm not I, I've gone past worry. Like, I, I, I did worry, but now it's like I'm at the acceptance phase. Yeah, because it's already out of the box. Yeah, it's already there.
1: I mean, I've de- I've definitely seen some um, I've definitely seen some some videos and some some scripts that have been written by AI or directed by AI mm-hmm. and created, and again. At the point now, I still feel like it's the sixty percent of the way. Like you still need to have someone polish it and yeah. really like because I mean it still looks ridiculous. Some of the some of the footage I've seen, you know, it's the the face morphing yeah, weird yeah, stuff. Like all, it doesn't. It's all the niche stuff. Yeah,
0: I think that's like the candy right now. Yeah, but when they yeah. get to the gourmet food, yeah. like later on. Yeah, totally. That's when it's gonna be scary because yeah. I'm pretty sure they have the tech that does of course that. No. yeah no yeah. totally it's just what you're seeing now is what the average user can do yeah exactly yeah,
1: yeah. so i mean it's it's i mean if you write something into the chat gpt or whatever and you'll see something pop up and you're like how is that possible that you know like it, it machine learning is you know i mean everyone talks about this it's it's scary but i just don't think it's at the point yet where my like i don't feel threatened in my role just yet yeah enough where like, I would consider another career. Mm. It's scary, but at the same time, it doesn't deter me. Mm. Like, I'm not going to not try and be a better writer or director. I,
0: I, I wouldn't care if it gets like super good, whatever. Yeah. But I do. Wor- the only thing I worry about, not worry, but take into consideration and make me think mm. is why would a studio use us if yeah. they can just type it themselves in house? Yeah. Like at, at the same quality. Yeah, you know of course. So like, there would be no. Reason to yeah, yeah exactly they don't it's not like studios write your name on the credits like when you make a poster or yeah. when, you, when you do the film yeah sure you might be in the credits if they roll credits mm. but if you're in a commercial if you do a commercial for a company your name's not there no it's like yeah so if they do something in house with AI or some shit mm. it's like they, they don't they have no morals or something to be upset about yeah because your name's not even on it in the That's first place true. Yeah. yeah and I've been talking to people. Already, Mm. it's like some people, like some studios, like little studios, are already using in-house AI. Wow. So they'll hire someone that's proficient in, you know, knows what they're doing in AI, like good at prompts and good at directing the prompts the right ways. Yeah. And they have that person generating thumbnails, um, articles, posters, news clips, um, internet graphics. Yeah. It's one person because it's not... You're not spending hours.
1: Yeah,
3: of course. It's just
0: one person prompting. And, you know, I'm not, not dissing them at all, but yeah. it's like it's one person prompting. It's like you paid that person for eight-hour shift doing a 40-band job. Yeah. So no, literally, it's I saving mean, money.
1: <laughs> I get
2: it. It. Yeah. it creates like a really large separation between, um, I forget, people at different skills and different uh, professions, I guess. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's always going to be a need for those really like, amazing people that would like you what you guys do uh, I think closing that gap will be quite a while though.
0: that's 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 the way I would like to think mm-hmm. but I know for a fact and he would know for a fact that a company or a studio would sacrifice quality if it means a, a chunk is gone of course yeah. yeah a chunk of money is gone and you still get a visual results that still mm-hmm. garners you know oh that's awesome or that's that's pretty good or whatever yeah they'll go with that option yeah. yeah But
3: are we talking about high level companies as well like like marvel for example same
0: right now that's why the union thing happened yeah so marvel if 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 this was above board and like no one's complaining about ai i do not see any reason why any company wouldn't have an in-house ai artist mm. if there was no backlash yeah like if you're thinking about money wise if, if you're thinking about running a company wise I don't see why they wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Like to save money. You know, what else is funny too, as I thought about the other day, I'm like, even the executives, so the people who are making these decisions to be able to do these things, to save that money. And then, you know, ultimately creatives are suffering. What about, I mean, they've talked about it a bit in the media, but what about the executives positions? Like if you can have someone do their to, mm. you know, absorb five roles in an executive branch, mm. then. That's it's, actually happened. Yeah. There's a,
0: there's a company that, Replace their ceo with an ai there you but, go yeah and this ai bot makes executive decisions based on st- st- statistics yeah. and numbers yeah and like overall it analyzes everything that's happened in the last 10 years yeah so it's got a smarter outlook there you go so you got something that looks on numbers and yeah, bases on facts
1: yeah objective right yeah. objective you yeah know, so to speak so so, so no one
0: like i that's, That's why crazy. I keep saying five years from now. Like, this all evolved. Like, this speed. Mm-hmm. Sure, behind in the background, it's probably evolved much faster. But in the speed of, like, a year and a half, year, Yeah. AI has gone from just, like, eh, you can tell it's AI to what the hell's going on. Yeah. You know?
1: It's, like, huge to, yeah. like, so quick.
0: It's like, I, I can't tell. Like, I saw a yeah. whole clip, 30-second clip of Bobby. There was a clip of um, Margot and Ryan Gosling. They were talking. Mm-hmm. And that scene was converted into them being um, Barbie and Ken, actual 3D-like, like they're actually really? animated. Yeah. Wow. They look 3D and they're I'm like, I had to double take and say, is this AI? And it's like, yeah, someone told so me it's AI. And it's like, it wow. looks amazing. And they look like Barbie and Ken, like from like an anim- a good, highly animated yeah. one. They even got the, like the, you know the the seams in the plastics, yeah. yeah where they yeah. bend the, their arms, I'm like, this was generated like this. It's like, in a year' time, you can generate regenerate a whole movie. Like yeah. imagine like yeah. imagine the Matrix, right? Your favorite movie, yeah. but you want it to end differently. Yeah, you're gonna be able like soon enough to change the ending. Yeah, and we'll be able to do it. Yeah, and that's enough. what people are gonna try doing.
1: Yeah,
2: so yeah. yeah. that's what I was trying to say though. In terms of it's gonna create like AI is gonna be a tool more than anything. At the like, people are going to grow off it. There's going to be those... Uh, I feel like there's always going to be somebody who will... I don't know. Someone, I'm try, someone, I'm trying to think someone like, said it
3: best to I me. I think it'll be more than a ton of
0: it. AI will be... Like, it'll get to the point where it's a calculator to someone that uses maths a lot but mm-hmm. doesn't know maths. Yeah. So, in other words, you're going to be just the person inputting. Mm-hmm. You're not going to know anything. You're just going to put the inputs in and, gonna it's gonna g- and it's, it's going to give you the the outcomes. That's right, going to yeah. be your brain. Yeah. yeah. Basically. And if we're, we're going to keep, like, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but we're going to rely heavy on AI and, you know, we, we already do it now, like mm-hmm. with, with Google, when we don't know our answer. Of and course. Even when we know the answer, we Google it yeah. just to make sure or just yeah. to prove Double right. Yeah. yeah. Even when we're Smiling 100%. Yeah. So basically, that's what AI is going to be. It's like we're going to, Use AI to answer anything for us, do anything for us, and yeah. we're gonna become to the point where, like someone said, it we're gonna have those Tesla robots at our house cleaning our house yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So in ten years, fifteen years time, when AI is like prominent, if everything goes down electrical wise and stuff, are we gonna be able to yeah, maintain or mm. focus or you know answer questions? It's like, is reading a book gonna be a thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah e- even at the most basic thing. Like, as an example, when I got home last week, I was driving around Newcastle and I didn't need my phone because I I grew up there and I knew my way around, whereas everywhere else in LA, like, even though I'm sort of, you know, I've been there seven or eight years, like, you'll still put in the stuff in the maps and you're just looking at it, assuming that that's the right place to go. But at home, you just like I grew up here, and I I know my way around. So it's yeah. the same thing. Like if you read a book on so and so, then yeah. you, you know how to do that. If not, you're putting in prompts to figure it out. Yeah. So like I
0: yeah. I, look, I look at my like my nieces or even my mum, like if they go to a place they've been before, it's just a bit further out. They always put the navigator. Yeah, they will always need a navigator. Yeah, it's like you can't drive without a navigator. Yeah, you need that constant hearing, um, and that's what. Like we're relying on small things here and there, yeah. but it, it's getting us relying on things is getting more and more, especially with the new tech that that pin that's coming out. Have you seen it? The,
2: the pin, you said? The pin. pin. Pin.
0: It's like a AI pin that's coming out from one of the creators of the iPhone. There's like a really? Oh, I forgot what it's called, but it's a pin that you wear and basically it has a camera on it and it visually sees everything. So. If you don't understand something or if you need to know a price or something. And it's like the whole concept of it was like, ask it questions. Wow. Tell me, should I buy this? Or, you know, you know, conversations with it. And that's mm. what people are going to rely on, like a, a constant Siri yeah. on your chest. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah. And that's it's too much. Now. It's really scary
2: to yeah. think about much. where the world's <laughs> going to go. Like the way it is now with like people relying on that. Yeah. In already the future, we the I feel days, like we're yeah. just, we are going to be like the robots in the sense that like yeah. our function, like we can't work without Legit- the yeah, technology. We yeah. Nowadays we already function, yeah,
0: we can't yeah. Technology. function right without tech. And that's right now we can't function yeah. without yeah. tech. Like yeah. if tech all goes down now, we're kind of, majority of us are screwed. Yeah. Like yeah. even job wise. I mean, we have enough from our past to remember how to live. Yep. But you know, the people that were born like 15, 20 years ago, 18 years ago that, like were born in the iPad and iPhone generation and stuff, you know, you get rid of that shit for them. You know, they didn't even ride bikes or, you know, yeah, go outside. That's and the thing. Yeah. What do they bad. do? I mean, they're depressed when just like they have to put their phone. Like my, my, yeah. my sister sometimes takes the phones off her daughters when they're like, you Be know, being or naughty or, or something. Yeah. And yeah. they just go into a comatose yeah. state. Like they stand in the corner or stand, sit on the chairs. Like what else am I supposed to do? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: That's they're, they're, it. That's they're sad. Human that's human like really
2: they're unplugged. I feel like human, uh, I guess, their mental state these days seem very fragile because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really scary to think about. Uh, Social media has done
0: done damage to a lot of kids as well. Back in Mm.
3: primary and all that, no one had like the phones and all that. And if someone did have a phone, it was like an extravagant thing. Now it's like Mm. everyone has. If you don't have a phone, you're (laughs) not cool. You're literally not the cool kid. Everyone Mm -hmm. has a phone. You're a weirdo.
0: Speaking of kids, do you worry about like kids these days, like bringing them into this
1: yeah. world? Or? I mean, definitely. I was, I know I was mentioning before that my wife and I plan to have kids quite relatively soon. And, um, living in Los Angeles is, is it's quite a, uh, you know, a, like I was saying, fight or flight. Like it's, you know, I'm trying to work out where we'd live, whether it would be in the city, whether it would be out of the city, whether it would be back here. It's, it's definitely something that, like, I feel like even though, a lot of these things might seem negative to people in terms of, you know, the the social media and all that kind of stuff and the, the devices. I feel like if we can try and instill those things that we had as children in them, as well as sort of keeping the technology and stuff, you know, brought into that learning experience as well, yeah. like just giving them a good base. Because I think that's the thing is like, if you can instill good work ethic, love in your household and all of those basic things that, our parents had as kids you know every different every circumstance is different obviously but yeah it's it's definitely going to be a challenge to be a parent but it's something that i'm looking forward to doing you know like it's 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 every i think everyone would agree that being a, a parent would is you know will be um the most important role they'd have in their life of besides course. their job or their yeah. other or their family it's you a know like thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. A it's a huge st- thing you know it's literally something that you've made it's it's yeah you know it, it
3: changes you as a person
1: as yeah well. totally it changes
3: so your life you obviously have someone else to protect now yeah than your wife obviously
1: yeah and, and at the end of the day like again i feel like your friends and your family and those that that mean the most you are the most important thing so yeah, I, I of course. I, I'm probably excited to have kids more than scared to have kids. Yeah. You know, because then it, it just provides a whole nother challenge. Because life's always going to be challenging. It doesn't yeah. matter what you do. You know, yeah. and you look at you look at people who bring kids into the world who have nothing. Like they're just like they're struggling to pay their bills and all that kind of stuff and feed their children, but they're still you know, somehow make ends meet and somehow instill values in their kids, of course. you know, um,
0: and they're happy. As well. Yeah. And
1: they're happy. And even if they don't, you know, the, 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 children, you know, eventually learn. And, you know, I, I feel like every one of us has to have some kind of trauma in our lives to be able to grow as humans. Yeah. Like, you know, what doesn't have to be major, it doesn't have to be minor. It could be any form of trauma, but I feel like we, we all need to go through some crap to be able to understand what's important in life, you know? Yeah. Um, so Wake i think yeah, yeah exactly like there has to be friction that's why I like you know the to taking the phones away from the kids is that they need to be able to have that moment to be able to understand that you know there's more out there than a screen you yeah. know and it's just it all comes back to that word of balance i guess it's yeah. just balance you know so
0: that's as as you said that also falls upon the parents like if you teach them good morals and stuff yeah. from a young age you you'll be fine but it's like can that happen in L.A.? Yeah,
1: can- <laughs> I know. <laughs> Live yeah. in Melbourne, bro. <laughs> I know, I know. My, believe me, my wife, she uh, she loves Melbourne. She would love to move here. Um, and yeah, we we would love to spend time equally both in L.A. and here, you know, but also that comes at a financial obligation that, yeah. that a lot of people, you know, uh, can't afford to do. And if you can, it's the most would be the most amazing thing. Um, but yeah. It's, hopefully it's something on the horizon that we get to I th- do. I
0: think you should switch roles as in a sense, like, mm. you know how you come to Australia or yeah. Melbourne for holidays. Yeah. You should probably go to LA for holidays. Right. And I get you. Yeah. 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 Like more frequent. As sort of as trips. you said, like the, the healthcare system, the mm. education system, growing up here, all that, all yep. that whatnot. And you know it, she, li- your missus likes the place. Yeah. It's like, you got everything. You got family here. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's like a win-win.
1: I think the one thing that's exciting, too, is the amount of studio work that's getting done here, too. Like, yeah. all of the movies that are getting made. Like, we know Aussie crews are so hard-working. And, like, I honestly want to tell more Australian stories, too, because, like, mm. I feel like that's a really important part of, of filmmaking that, like, isn't seen overseas as much as what it should be as a lot of Aussie stories. Like, I know one of the first big ones was Chopper, like everyone saw yeah. Chopper and that's how, you know, Eric Banner got his start in the US because of that, you know. Um and like Romper Stomper and all those sorts of stories as well. But there's definitely a lot more stories that are out there to tell and I, I feel like
0: there's also A twenty four they released um Talk Talk oh, to yeah, to talks, Me. Oh yeah and yeah, talk yeah talk to movie. me. So like yeah. very good movie.
1: Yeah. So like again there's so many talented people in, in Australia and New Zealand and and like the, the Asia area, Australasia. So
0: I think people don't understand that Australia like has a lot of heavy hitters, and Big they have time. good storytellers. Yeah, and we have the the quality to produce quality. Yeah, as I said, a twenty fours. what's called talk to me. It's just like sure, it's Aussie, but you don't you you're proud of it that it's Aussie. Yeah, but yeah. you don't you don't you're not sitting there. and It's like it's an Aussie flick.
1: Yeah, it's just a film. Yeah, a exactly. Film. Yeah, you get
0: yeah. that
3: it's even Aussie when you're watching it. It's yeah, crazy.
1: Yeah, and it's I cool. think the key in that too is like the, the distribution. Like there's less. Like now, it's a lot easier to get films out across the world because of you know people being able to finance movies r- regardless of where they are, but especially here because the tax incentives. You know, like mm. people are going to make the movies here because it's cheaper, but also like we can y- you can get people on board. Like for talk to me how they did and they pick it up and they run with it and look how big it is now. Like that's mm. why A twenty four and all the stuff that they've released is so it's so great because their quality of films they really can handpick, whereas other studios and streaming yeah, platforms they have like like
0: a whole bunch of stuff on their table yeah pick
1: and yeah that. like i'll watch stuff streaming sometimes and i'll just be sitting there and i'll and i'll think to myself like how did someone green light this yeah. and make this and go yep that's good we're gonna put that out like and you think to yourself like all the other like struggling writers and directors and you know they they don't even they just get their thing thrown get to the this, side. yeah I, it's I, just,
0: speaking of that i watched a movie called Like it was like last year or two years ago, called Open House. It was on Netflix. Okay, I do not know how. Like, how do you get it greenlit? Like,
3: (laughs) there's a lot of movies. Like,
0: like I'm gonna. It's so bad that I'm actually gonna spoil the ending for you. Okay. So this movie is Open House. Serial killer happens. Something happened in the movie. You have to guess who the killer is. By the end of the movie, you find out who the killer is. You don't know who it is. He wasn't in the movie. He was on a character. He was just a dude. It's like. What, what was I guessing? Really? The whole time, what was I guessing? It would probably be
3: someone that was featured for
0: like Bro, two seconds, he so. was not featured. I, I even went on the, what's it called? The IMDB to read the comment section and stuff. Apparently, the people that created it or something, it's like their first time filmmaking, They're not filmmakers. I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm like, I watched the whole movie trying to guess something and the person is not even a guessing person.
2: Okay, they just didn't exist in the film? So they talked
1: about, mean? like, did
0: they talk? Uh, yeah, How did they reveal it? They just they just showed it at the end. It's like that was a, it? By the, by, by the end of the movie. It's like... Yeah, it's wow. Like, okay. After I watched it with my brother, I'm like, what happened? It's like, how do I even review this? <laughs> it's like... Oh it's God. like... That, that. That's the movie that I'm like, who watched this? Yeah. And said, have money, create this. It's yeah. like, what the
2: fuck? Yeah, it's unfortunate yeah. that people who are really creative and stuff don't get the opportunities um, like that sometimes to be able to put something like that's that out. You
3: just got to keep working. That's the thing. Yeah don't let it demotivate like like
2: That's jake
0: true. jake should get all the fundings
3: for
1: yes. the projects Everything. he has coming <laughs> speaking of projects you have
0: coming you got a bunch of stuff in the work don't you
1: yeah i got a few things um i've made it i made a sci-fi television show a couple of years ago that i've shared with you and yeah. you've actually done some posters for me yeah. which are incredible um That one's called Primitive, and it's an anthology-based series um, that I've done with a bunch of other producers. Um, I also made that with Chris as well. Um, That was our sort of first dip into um, television, I guess. So we we completely shot the pilot um, and developed a series for that. That's been um, shopped around and at a different bunch of places. Um, When we actually had developed that and sent it out it was right when altered carbon had come out so it was a bad time it was like it's the same thing but it's not and it's like it was it, w- it was really good we had some great actors we had um we had billy burke from twilight the dad in twilight he was also in made um another series that i think was on netflix as well um so we had him in it um we had a bunch of other bunch of other great actors in it as well we had um robert losato we also had um uh, forgive me uh forgetting his name his name's Andy he played uh the Wishmaster so that was another hot big horror movie in the 90s so we had some great some great talent in that Um, so hopefully that does at some point get picked up fingers crossed fingers crossed by
0: well you got a good chance now Alter Carbon died didn't it yeah Yeah. it did (laughs) which
1: is yeah it's like oh I don't know because a a lot of the feedback was it's very much like Alter Carbon but it's a little bit more you know there's a little bit more depth here and we might need to add characters here I'm like okay that's that's fine but you know it, it just wasn't right for the time it's just it's not a it's not a no it's just a not a right now thing so um we'll see with that i
0: think you got better luck now like especially with the ai booming yeah the industry it's like if you rebrand it it or just kind of like not even rebrand it just like have like the keywords ai somewhere in there for some reason just have an ai aspect in there and it will fit the relevancy of the times yeah Uh, studios you got to understand. Studios see that shit. It's like, oh, yep. did you say? I right, I hear that in the news all the time. Yeah, let's do this movie.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. So that, that that was that was a really um, it was a good my good sort of first step um, after music video stuff to was to produce to executive produce that um, that pilot, which was great. Um, since then, I've written three features, um, all independently made by us. Um, and we're gonna hopefully have producers come on board and make it um, we have a horror film called the craftsman and um it's all about without spoiling it but kind of spoiling it it's uh it's about this guy who's a painter who's out in the woods old disheveled fella with a bunch of cabins on his property he rents them out to people has a bunch of kids come to the uh to the the cabin and they rent it for a weekend and stuff happens rah, rah. but every time you see him he's painting on a canvas um so then at the end when you, when you see the canvases, it's actually him painting each person he's killing. So it's well, sort of that a little, really cool. yeah. That's so good. it's a, it's, we'll put you on Michael Myers in there. <laughs> yeah. um, so that, yeah. so th-
0: there was a fury that Bob Ross. Yeah. Was was a serial <laughs> there killer. There you go. And, right? and he paints all his locations. That's, that's yeah. Been... Yeah. <laughs> yeah i
1: actually when we wrote that movie i actually had a i had another idea which we eventually we went this different route but i had an idea that there was a cabin in the woods very much like that where this guy was he was snowed in the same character and he was painting the whole time and he would have people knock on his door every day and it was like seven days and each each day they'd knock on his door and they'd come in and get shelter and he'd sit there and he'd paint them and talk to them over a course of time and then he'd wake up the next day and they were gone and he would be he would be kind of like freaked out about it and the storm just progressively kept getting worse and worse and worse and windows were starting to smash and all that kind of stuff and then eventually he he went out went out the back and looked and snow just stopped it just stopped there was no snow so it like went down and boom and so he was like what's going on and he started to things started to unravel and then he ran and it was kind of like the Truman show where A door was there and he went out and it was actually a warehouse facility that the government were watching him. He was a serial killer. So they put him in this environment to see what he would do and how his methods were of killing people to either use him as an agent or just... You know, learn more about him, <laughs> and so each one of those people that he was painting were people he killed. So he was having a psychotic break, and that was oh, really the like thing. I would so love to watch that these. Like an amazing movie. They, they both yeah. sound really good. Yeah. Me. So but that that I mean
0: spoiled the whole crap. Out of yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. But <it's, laughs> hey, yeah, hopefully we get around to making something. Yeah. yeah. Like so that. I still want to watch it. Yeah, I still want to watch it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So yeah. if
1: if we get to make that, it'd be great. Um, I've I've written another movie, um, with my my buddy Josh actually, who I should mention, Josh Soon. He's a um. He's a, he's, my gr- he's a great co-writer. He's one, one of my good friends. Um, he he and I both wrote another movie called Skyjacked, which is um, a fictional retelling or fictional story based on the D.B. Cooper um, hijacking back in the 70s. Mm. So the guy who jumped, who hijacked a plane and uh, got $200,000 from the government and jumped out the back in a parachute and he was never found again. So we wrote a fictional version of that, which is kind of a multiple perspective, Ocean's Eleven uh, telling of each character of that day on the plane and what happened and it's told around sort of the notebooky y um, sort of present day of the FBI agent on his deathbed and the flight attendant who was on there coming to see him on his deathbed and we constantly flash back and forth mm-hmm. and of how the story's been told and then towards the end of the film when you're on your deathbed there's a again uh, the theme of the unraveling that's kind of what I guess our writing styles are, but yeah, you sort of get an idea. I won't say if you do find out who DB Cooper is, but you do find out a little bit of closure with what happens. So that's our own sort of take on that. And then um, myself and Josh have also written another movie um, called Dragonhead, which is a, um, a movie about the triads in Manchester, England in um, the early nineties. And then through to present day, it's another, another story about that sort of stuff. And we've written that, with um with a, a guy called Johnny Mesner who is um he's a, been a quite a quite a big actor for a few years um we, we've done that with Bruce Willis's production company, um which is it's very unfortunate with Bruce because he's you know, um, yeah. he's in such a such a terrible shape you know hats hats off to him and his family because, you know dementia and all that kind of stuff yeah, is just a bad terrible, thing to go yeah. through yeah, yeah. So, so we've been we've been developing that for the last sort of eighteen months um and. Bruce is very good friends with Johnny, and then his other partner, um, his other partner is is heavily involved in that as well. So, they're the they're the three sort of main feature film stuff that we've got going on um, that we've written. And then um, over the past two to three years, I've written and directed um, a short film called uh, Here in the Shadows, and it's all about um, mental health and um, PTSD and anxiety that is sort of prevalent with um, a lot of males that I've encountered in the in the, um, arts and entertainment industry. Um, so it's, it's again, another thriller that's centered around a man that's on the run and he's, he's on the run across America. Um, after it supposedly looks like he's committed some kind of criminal act. You're not really sure what he's, what he's done, but you find him on the run, burning out his car. He's in a diner, the police come in, there's all this, you know, intense stuff that happens. And then he eventually goes out to the desert and there's another guy that's chasing him. Um, at the same time and it's another whole unraveling at the end that sort of helps tell tell the full picture um but yeah there's there's some good stuff happening um having a lot of fun with it and and you know trying to create as much stuff as i can regardless of whether people let me or they don't i'm still gonna do it so that's what you what know you're, that's yeah, what yeah it is. just do it do it for myself and or, you gotta release your stuff too i know that yeah. last
0: one you said you no haven't released problem. it yet i know yeah. that's true <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it is short
1: yeah sure. so that that's going to come out at the at the top of next year so it's so where uh, no, i'm excited we're working on that yeah. it's all in post and it's it's almost done every time i say it's almost done there's notes that i've got to yeah. communicate and or vice versa you know so is, um,
2: did, did you kind of come around to making that uh short because of like is it the personal experiences you had with other people that made you really want to make that
1: yeah i think i mean a, when when people write stuff a lot of the stuff is so is you know experiences that you've that you've obviously either saw or felt yourself mm-hmm. um i i definitely wrote that that short based on personal experiences as well as a lot of my friends that i had experienced that, that had experienced similar things to me so um yeah there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of themes in there that, that I've experienced that I felt it was almost like an exercising sort of therapy session with myself and my friends where we wrote a lot of this stuff. Um, so yeah, we've, we've used it as kind of a creative outlet to help us, you know, go through a, a bunch of things as well. So um, cause I try, I tried therapy for myself and it didn't work. So I yeah. feel like uh, artistically, if I can try and help work my way through that, through sh- a short film, or even just writing in general, um, I think it helps. Yeah, and if it can help other people, that's the the big thing too. I think um, as a creator,
0: that's 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 basically our therapy. I, I, yeah, are, I don't know if you're yeah. on the same boat as me, but talking doesn't help. No, nah. uh, talking yeah. to someone doesn't help. me. No, because so, yeah, yeah. It,
1: you, you got to deal with your own thoughts after the talking. Yeah. Like I, like you and did I, did I say
0: something wrong, or did I say something too much? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's always then a... you start overthinking what you're t- supposed to be mm-hmm. thinking about. It's like should I be talking about? this? Like, I'm not. I'm not dissing. Like communication with actual therapy sometimes that works for people yeah but i put all my like thoughts and emotion in my writing or like in my art yeah and as you said it makes other people happy and it fixes other people yeah that kind of fixes me yeah it does when i see someone happy from something i made it's like okay then they're going through the same thing and it made them happy then i should be happy yeah yeah, exactly it
1: kind of fixes yeah Yeah, it's all about evoking that emotion that i was talking about before like i want someone to be able to leave like even with the short like i'm planning on doing like a screening for it in la with my friends and and family that i have there and like i just want someone to be able to at least go home that night and feel like they've they've experienced something that can either help them or teach them or you know maybe allow them to uncover something more about themselves or even just speak up you know yeah. or you know because that's that's kind of my focus with it is just a just to help i mean it does help me but that's not the reason i'm doing it i'm doing it to sort of help other people yeah. by osmosis mm. f- you know by watching it they can feel a certain yeah. way that maybe if they speak up or the maybe if they change something or express themselves and it will help them yeah. so so yeah. it
0: gives it a meaning of importance but it's like it's important to you yeah. first it is and for sure if it's important to you and we can resonate with people that like literally feeling the same way as us yeah it's kind of we all mend together at the same time yeah and that's where i take my work that's why i like doing my personal pieces Mm. even though my personal pieces don't do anything on socials like like i don't really care about reach for them i don't really care about comments or likes or something yeah sometimes i'll get like five comments on them but those five comments are like legit legit comments yeah as in like i felt this in a way as in uh, you know they lost their mother, and this is yeah. helping them out yeah. with that. Yeah. That, that one comment is like worth anything for yeah. it. Yeah. Because totally. this is how I felt making it. I lost mm-hmm. something. I've made this for it. Yeah. And as you, as you said, you help one person. That's like. That's a that's a, that's a yeah, that's a whole person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and the guy who's in who's the lead in this short, um, Sam Webb, he's he was on neighbours um back when he used to live in Australia and he was just recently on the, the Australian Survivor in Samoa. He he uh he and I have created a mental health charity in the US called Rock Bottom and so it's a, a mental health charity aimed at people in the arts and motion picture um, industry as well as athletes as well and sort of in the creative space because we feel like there hasn't been that there's there's always been a mm. there's been sort of general mental health um uh, companies foundations nonprofits, but there hasn't been people that can focus on things like we know as artists that you know can understand what needs to be done in order to help or prevent mental health you know so we think that you know, we're still in the early stages of building it out, but we definitely want to incorporate filmmaking, creating and actioning artistic initiatives to be able to help with mental health and, and and help, you know, whether it be, hey, we've got a short film, guys. Does everyone want to be an actor? Does, do you want to be a director? Do you want to be an editor? You're going through stuff. We can all band together and make mm-hmm. something because at the end of the day, people might feel... Like they don't have anything, but if they can make something, then that's that's what's important. That's so
0: you got the collaboration yeah. aspect down. That's like a lot of things with the creative community and the yep. artist community is the is the loneliness. Yeah, especially if you're working like say for a studio that you're doing like fifteen hour days and you got deadli- your deadlines in a week and yep. it's like you literally work sleep work sleep. There's no time for enjoyment, family, or anything. And those people like get fall into this cycle of depression, and the fact that you do this charity where people can communicate with people that actually know what the hell's going on, like you're in the same field mm. like you know you that person knows what you've gone through, yeah, you can talk, you can collaborate, yeah like it's actually an amazing thing because with therapy as we talked about before, you're literally talking to a psychiatrist, yeah about your issues and stuff. And they're responding with what they know, what they've heard from other, you know, clients they've had, but it's, it's rarely they've had the same experience than you when, you know, the whole broken people help broken people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing we have with artists. That's why I resonate with a lot of artists, especially come up artists. Yeah. Like I'll talk, like they'll send me DMs and I'll talk to them like for hours about life and about how I work and how they work and, what they do in the industry and it's always a refreshing take no matter the skill gap no matter the like where you are in life you resonate at a level that you're at the same spot
1: of course yeah yeah Yeah, i think i think the biggest thing for me too is that like people being able to create some kind of initiative where they're making something, even when they're going through something like that's the hardest thing is when you're in a bad spot, a lot of people feel crippled. Like we're talking about at the beginning where we can't make anything, but if you're with people, like you said, who have had shared experience and they go through something and they can make something, whatever that looks like, I think it's a good thing because it feels like there's progression rather than just being stagnant or not being able to like get yourself out of a hole or whatever it is, you know? So, um, and I think that again, you know, there's, there's there hasn't been things that have been specifically engineered towards each person as much as like you know there's there's therapy but again you know i mean personal experience one time a therapist said to me hey jake um what's some issues and it might be finance right say something to do with finance and at the end of the call they're like oh yep we can't can't get to this we'll, we'll talk to you the next week and i'm like well next week it's going to cost me more money so this mm. whole point about finance and my issue with finances mm. That's the problem. And you're just telling me next week you want to talk to me. So, you know, it's like this thing. It's like you're not fixing the issue. You're not helping. It does work for some people. But for some people like us as artists, it's difficult. It's a, li- a lot deeper than that in terms of things, you know, we, we need to say or we can't feel like we can say. Mm. So And,
0: and yeah. a lot of the times like with with therapy, like they mention it, like many people mention it. It's like they need help now. Yeah. But they book you on the 28th, which is like two. Yeah two, three weeks away. Yeah, it's away. too late. It's like, yeah. in that period of time, three minutes is too long. Yeah. They need your help now. It's like, it's kind of, it's nothing good, in, not on the psychiatrist or not on the therapist or not on anything. It's just like, that's the importance of like, being able to find a self-sufficient, closer avenue. Hmm. And thankfully, we have it in our work. But yeah, a lot of people don't have it. Yeah, it's true. I
2: feel like it's really beautiful to be able to express... Those emotions in your work, you know, as a creator. <laughs> I've, uh, in a bit of tough year for everyone, everyone's got their own experience. Uh, so, uh, for me, I've su- dived into that aspect of, uh, I guess getting that mental clarity in my work. Although I haven't put much of it out, I think uh, 2024 is what I'm aiming for in terms of, uh, you know, creating the things that will help me. And oh, I look forward to seeing that short film. Uh, I think it's <laughs> going to be amazing. Yeah, sorry. And words, okay. the charity as well. So Fingers crossed. It's, it's really beautiful. Thank f- you guys it. I think that's, yeah. uh,
0: 2024 is a big year, like for, for legit yeah. everyone. Like yeah. the things we have planned, things you have planned. I'll help you out. You help me out. Yep. It's like 2024. I think we should put on the map before yep. 2025 because I think it's all AI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get things done. Down. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I think we will wrap this wrap up. That, wrap it yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, it's, good sesh. it's been awesome having awesome. you, Jake. Thank you J- so Jake,
0: much. Jake, all right. Jake. Jake. I said Jake. Jake. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> shout outs to Ryan. If you put this in, yeah. shout outs to Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. I was thinking about you way too much, bro. <laughs> <It's like laughs> now leave way, it. In. You have to leave it. Yeah, in now you have to leave it. In. <laughs>
1: Thanks, boys. It's been great. Uh, Good. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully,
0: you hopefully your, you enjoy Because um, well. yeah, we'll Katek is like our grail here. Yeah, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully you like it.
3: So. I'll leave a review
1: for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do
0: you want to plug in your socials as well?
3: Yeah, yeah. People?
1: Oh yeah. Um I'm not really on socials a lot, but I still I still have socials. Where um, would they
0: find your things when you yeah. release it? Um <laughs>
1: yeah. at the moment it will be on Instagram, so it'll be Jake M Myoski um on Instagram. That's my handle. M-I-O-S-G-E is my last name, how you spell it. Um, So that's where I put most of my stuff at the moment. Um, And then I do have a Vimeo account for my my studio as well, which is um, vimeo.com forward slash Enigma Studios. So that's, that's where I put a lot of my short films and stuff in their full form um yeah so that's it
0: yeah we'll um, put the links in the bios yeah, and yeah, we'll put him up on screen li- and we'll and link yeah. him Appreciate thank you it. for coming along. easy boys we thanks, thanks. Good next chat. next time you're here probably john will be here uh, we no. gotta we gotta say That'll hi to good. john johnny he, kim he left us for canada <laughs> out of all places canada yeah, we'll do a no no i love canada, canada. we'll, we'll
1: <laughs> get him in johnny boy
0: yeah we miss you john we miss you guys and we're back and yeah thanks for tuning in peace out